0: Okay, <laughs> Woo. we got a good one for you guys. I have a good one for you today. Um, we're going to talk about these playoff games, these divisional matchups, uh, the way how the games went. I got a lot to say. Of course, it was a great weekend, great slate of games. I mean, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like, we have three. In the, we have three days in a row where we get great football, and I have my college football playoff national championship predictions tonight, LSU versus Clemson. I can't wait. Um uh, this is gonna be good. I got a good one for you guys today. I have a good feeling today. We are ready. We are set. Let's go on an audio adventure. I'll be right back after this. The young Metro don't trust you. I'm Okay, so first, happy Monday! Happy Monday to everybody. Happy Happy Monday. Um, hope you guys got to work safely. Whatever. Um, quote saying of the day. My advice for today is: don't be tricked by the looks. Looks can be deceiving. Um, with with social media being such a big thing in today's age, um, and this. Led by someone of my generation. <laughs> um, looks can be deceiving and we often fall for the look. Don't fall for the look. Sometimes it's, But don't fall for the look all the time. Do not do that. Do not fall for the look every time. Looks can be deceiving. Don't judge a book by its cover. So that's my word of the day. That's my advice for the day. Saying of the day. Quote of the day. Looks can be deceiving. It's not always what it looks like. Not, it's not always what it appears to be. So, spill um, with today's talk. Um, we 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 had a lot of good football. We had a lot of great football. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier in the intro, we got three three days in a row of good football. Um, we had the divisional matchups, of course. We all sort of results. We're gonna, of course, we're gonna talk about it, and then we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into Conference championships, what I saw, what I think. Um, I'm not going to give you guys my predictions this early, of course, in the week. But I'm going to give you guys what I think. And we had the national title game tonight with LSU and Clemson, as I mentioned. We're going to obviously get into that. So first, let's tackle Patrick Mahomes. Okay? Something ta- something the Houston Texans couldn't do. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get into Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is great. Okay, check. It's no need to say that. Like, when I come on here and tell you guys some of the stuff, some, you know, some things I say, it might provoke a reaction. Well, it is going to provoke a reaction. But some things that I say, you guys probably like, what? What are you talking about? Well, I can't just come on here and, and continuously, you know, tell you guys obvious stuff. Like, I can't just say, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is good. I can't say that. Like, that, that, that's, not, that's not a hot take. You guys are not going to keep coming back for more and more if I just say something so obvious. I'm going to use my platform responsibly. So, Patrick Mahomes is great. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that all over ESPN, Fox Sports, any sports outlet, media outlet you, you, you probably listen to, other than mine's. You probably heard that. Oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is great. I'm going to give you more than that. Patrick Mahomes is great. Yes. Houston, what they did, what, what they allowed yesterday was a meltdown. 41 straight points. And remember, dating back to, I think, December of 2019, last month, I said, guys, who are you taking? I know Lamar is the hot, you know, the hot, buzzing toy. I know he's the new shiny toy that everybody loves. And we can't criticize him. But I said, guys, Who are you taking for the next 10 years? Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? I said, I like Lamar. I really like Lamar. He's a unique talent. He's a very unique talent. But I said, next 10 years? Running my franchise? As the lead dog? I want Patrick Mahomes. I want Patrick Mahomes. And yesterday, it showed me that. Yeah, but... I was on Patrick Mahomes bandwagon before yesterday. And everybody, oh, everybody's like, Oh, Patrick Mahomes! I'm like, you guys were just screaming Lamar. Like, oh, okay. But, this feels right. And, this seems like a significant game in the Patrick Mahomes. Like, when Patrick Mahomes, despite if if injury, if he can stay away from injuries, or like critical injuries, this, this dude's going to be a Hall of Famer. But, we're going to look back at Patrick Mahomes' career, and we're going to be like, yeah, that was the game where we was like, yeah, this guy's going to run the AFC for years to come. And that is what I'm saying right now. I'm sure other analysts, other channels, other sports out, media outlets are going to be real reluctant to say, just in a heartbeat after one game like this, to say, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is going to run the league. I'm saying it right now. You're going to hear it first from me. Patrick Mahomes, this is just only the beginning of Patrick Mahomes AFC dominance. This AFC do- this 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 is what he what he's doing in the AFC these last two years. When he's done the last two years in the AFC, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of his AFC dominance. Because I very seriously doubt it. That there's any other quarterback in the AFC that's better than him. Okay? Patrick Mahomes is definitely the best quarterback talent in the AFC as of right now. He has multiple ways to beat you. Like, Houston went back to a Houston was in a zone. He, when Houston went zone, that's when they got torched. When they tried to go man. You, you, if you try, if you try to go man, he has speed. He has speedsters at the wide receiver position and a very athletic tight end. They're going to beat you. He's mobile. He has all the arm talent. He can make all of the throws. Sidearm, no look. Yeah, I'm not kidding. He can make a no look pass. Yes, he throws the ball and he has completions without looking. Yes, I know. So people are just, just going to say, oh, every, you know, this whole week, people just say, oh, my God, Patrick Holmes is great. He is awesome. I'm going to say more than that. Yes, he's great, obviously. I'm going to say more than that, though. This is just the beginning of his AFC dominance. And many analysts and people of my field are not going to say that. But you got to have some hot takes. You know, I mean, who's going to keep coming back for just obvious things? Like, hey, uh, Patrick Holmes is good. Yeah, no duh. Lamar Jackson is good. Yeah, no duh. Like, give me more. And that's what I'm giving you guys. I'm giving you more. Patrick Mahomes is the next great AFC quarterback. And he's going to dominate this conference for years. Book it. You can book it. He's going to do- he's gonna, he's gonna continue to have this AFC dominance for the next coming years. He's gonna be the next great AFC quarterback. When we look at his career, and we're gonna say, Ooh, what's the what's the what's Patrick Mahomes like first significant win? We was like, yeah, that guy is really good. It's gonna be that game. It's gonna be it's gonna be yesterday's game where we was like, damn, this guy is really good. And what can you do when, when Houston scored 40? Like what, what 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 can you do? Like, the, the, like, like when Peyton Manning was in the league and in his prime, he did stuff like that, and you're like, how how can you stop Peyton? Yeah, y- y- you can't, you can't. I think Mahomes is going to be in that bunch. You know, just if if he stays healthy, if he's lucky and blessed enough to stay healthy and not not suffer no significant injuries. We're going to be looking at this guy next 15 years and I'm like, yeah, that was the game where he showed us what he's going to be here for a very long time. If Mahomes stays on this track, on this route, Mahomes is going to be in a conversation with Brady and Peyton Manning and John Elway and Joe Montana, Dan Marino. He's going to be in that conversation. He's going to be in that conversation. And... You know, I think GMs around the league are like, yeah, we can't stop that. Now, I think GMs around the league is like, oh, maybe we can find a little something for Lamar. I'm going to get into that, though. But we – we, we like, any way that Kansas City – Kansas City has shown us multiple ways and facets they can win. They win in snow. They win while trailing. They win with the lead. They They – They have multiple facets and styles. And now that the defense is coming together, um, finally, the defense is finally coming together and playing somewhat productive. It makes Patrick Mahomes' job much easier because if his defense is stopping you from scoring and he is continuously scoring. You're not going to be able to beat him. You're not going to be able to beat him. You're you are not going to be able to beat him. And, I, you know, I, I, I knew I, I knew this was going to happen because I know today, you know, some guys are going to be, you know, hot. They're going to be real hot on Lamar Jackson. They're going to get on Lamar Jackson a lot. And people are going to be, oh, my God, uh, Patrick Mahomes, is there. he's great. No, I'm here to tell you, Patrick Mahomes, this is just the beginning of his AFC dominance. You better buckle up and get ready for it. Because you're going to see a lot of this in the next coming years. You're going to see a lot of it in the next coming years. I'm sorry. You know, Mahomes, he, he's an he's a awesome talent. He's an awesome talent. He's an awesome talent. And Houston, much of what I've been saying for these last two weeks, Houston, first of all, shouldn't have won last week. But they got they got, they got away with one last week. Got they beat Buffalo because they had the they, they had the superior quarterback. Houston had the superior quarterback, but they went up the Arrowhead. Lamar this week this week Houston had the inferior quarterback, and Deshaun I love Deshaun Watson, but what Patrick Mahomes did last night, what he did on Saturday, I mean yesterday yesterday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's that, That's next level, that's next level, but what I've been saying about Houston, I've been saying Houston's very much like a flag football team, they do stuff off script, yeah, that's, that's all I've been saying, they do stuff off script, you know, you, sometimes they play, some, sometimes they come out and play, sometimes they don't, you know, hey, the first 10 minutes of that game, we was like, oh, wow, Damn, Houston might go to the FC Championship game. And then the next two and a half hours was just complete dominance by Kansas City. The next three hours was straight dominance from Kansas City. You know, and I I was looking at some of those play calls and some of those calls that Bill O'Brien made. I was like, oh my God. And it's so in. Bill O'Brien is so hard to read or he's he's so hard to to judge because it's like you can't call Bill O'Brien a bad coach. I mean, because you bad coaches don't go eleven and five, three straight years, three out of their four years and win a division three times out of four out of four years. Like bad coaches don't continuously win in this league. And win their division and get to the playoffs and win playoff games, but so bad. I mean, he can't be a bad coach, but like he has some questionable play calls, and he gets out coached against the top tier guys. He, he he gets severely out coached against the top tier guys, and sometimes he he lacks good judgment. Sometimes he lacks judgment. Like, uh, you're like, uh, that, like that, that fake punt call, you're up 24 7. The ball's in your own territory. Uh, guy, people are not punting that. Like, if you look at the situation, the fake punt was called after Kansas City defense got a stop. Kansas City offense just scored, marched down the field, and scored very easily. And then you call a fake punt in your own territory? Yeah, that, that, that was the whole game changer. Once he did that, that changed the whole entire game. That changed the whole entire game once Bill O'Brien made that decision to, to do a fake punt. That's when the whole entire game changed. That's, that's, that's when the whole entire game changed. So, I don't know. Patrick Holmes is really good. He is really good. Um, it helps when you have Andy Reid and the in the offensive personnel that he that he has. But you're gonna be seeing a lot of this in the next coming years. I um I'll be back to talk about Lamar Jackson and my thoughts on that. Okay, we're back. Um, so, that the, the whole reason of that last segment was to, to tell you guys who Patrick Mahomes was. To let you know who he was and what he's going to be doing for the next few years. For the next several years. Now, I, I, I do have my, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to get into Lamar now. And I love Lamar. I've been telling you guys that Lamar is good. He's been playing at MVP type level all season. He's good. Okay, he's good. But what I don't like, <laughs> and I don't know why we do this. I don't know why the media. We, you know, I don't know how we can praise a guy for 16 games throughout the year, and we can tell a guy he's been playing well, and we give him a lot of praise when he's playing well. But then, when he has a bad performance, we can't critique him a little. You know, and I and I already have seen it plastered all over social media. And some analysts have coming out, you know, have came out today and spoken on it. But Lamar Jackson, he just didn't play well on Saturday. Uh, I think the, the, with Baltimore, what, what, what led Baltimore to losing on Saturday was first, they got away from the run game. Baltimore had the most, at first they had the most rushing yards by any team in league history in one season. So they were really dominant at running the ball. Uh, they, controlled, they, they, they were good at controlling time possession, but they controlled time possession with Tennessee. But they, Lamar Jackson threw 60 times. Lamar Jack, that's, not a, that's not a recipe and a way and a formula that they've been winning. They haven't been winning by throwing the ball 60 times. They, they, they were the most balanced offense coming into the playoffs and throughout the season. That is not how they were built. That is not how they win. That's not how they got the number one seed. They got the number one seed by running the football, controlling time possession, and their defense playing well. Now, that didn't happen, obviously, on Saturday. Uh, you know, they took, a, they took a defeat. They took a defeat uh, to a, a good Titans team. A really good Titans team. Well-coached team. Well-buttoned up team. But I don't like this narrative about, you know, what I just mentioned. We get we we've given Lamar Jackson all of the accolades we have we've can't we could we we've given him all the nicknames and we've given him all of the we've given him a lot of credit to Jim Harbaugh's success to, for, for uh, the Ravens' success we've given him a lot of credit and when he has one big game why can't we just critique him a little just a, just a little just a tad bit why can't we do that. I I don't get I don't get that reasoning why we can't do that. I feel like we're pampering stars. This is why I don't like some of the NBA writers. I think some of the NBA beat writers so, some not all, but some beat writer writers in the NBA tend to coddle you know some of these star players. And I get it. They're in small markets. They're the star player and you need you need that you need that type of media, you know, availability, availability, you know, so you can maintain and be trending. But like he had a bad game. Lamar Jackson didn't play well. It won't be the first time, it won't be the last time. He didn't play well. He obviously was a step or t- he was he was 2 3 levels below what he was all throughout the year, that's—I mean, that's—that's—that's that's, that's true. That—that's—that's that's factual. It's just as simple as that. That's—that—that that is factual. And this is what I then last week, or yes, I think it was last week. I mentioned or two weeks ago. I said, "Hey, like Lamar, I like, him, but he has yet to show me the ability to overcome things." He, they, all this year, the Ravens led most of their games. The Ravens had control of all of, of most of their games this year, so he didn't have to overcome a lot. The Ravens didn't face a lot of injuries on offense. He had a he, he had his same old line he started with in the beginning of the year and finished with Mark Ingram. Okay, he was a little banged up, but he was fine. He was fine. They they say he was fine to play, so. He played. Yeah, receivers had a lot of drop passes, but you gotta over. That's what I'm saying. You gotta overcome that. Carson Wentz receivers drop passes too. He overcame that. So I I I, I like Lamar, but though those were I had some nagging questions about him and him taking his next him taking that next level into being an elite quarterback. He had a Lamar had an elite season this year. He definitely had an elite season this year. But he has not shown the ability to overcome a crisis. Anybody's good when it's sunny outside. Anybody can drive outside when it's sunny and it's nice. No traffic. Traffic pattern is nice. The traffic flow is cool. Not a lot of traffic. You're not stuck in traffic. Anybody can drive in that type... In those type of conditions. But what happens when... It's snow coming down. And you're stuck in traffic. And the gas tank is close to E. And you you know... You're you're hungry. What happens? What, what, What happens when... You have to drive in those conditions? Any, I mean, most pilots, most certified pilots can, 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 can fly a plane in some sunny conditions with no turbulence. But what happens to a pilot and its flying skills? What happens when there's turbulence and it's raining and you got to get through the storm? And you got some people in the back panicking. What happens then? What happens then? I want to see the ability to overcome. Everybody gives me problems. Everybody can give me a problem. Any In everybody. Anybody can give me a problem. Anybody can give me problems. But. Who's the solution? That was my question. That was one of my questions. Another question is Can Lamar, in this offensive philosophy that Baltimore has, can Lamar in the offense, in the unit, can they overcome a deficit? Because they really didn't trail this year. They didn't they 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 haven't trailed 21-6 all year. They haven't been in that type of gap or they haven't been in a 2 or 3 possession they haven't been trailing by 2 or 3 possessions this year that's rare that's been rare for them cuz they they get off to a hot start they control the time they, they control the time of possession so they they haven't been tested as far as trailing by two possessions or more and i feel like just watching that baltimore game when they went down 21 to 6 i think early Early in the th- third quarter, or early in the late in the second quarter, I think Baltimore went down twenty-one to six, and I feel like I can see it on everybody's faces. Like the difference between Kansas City being down twenty-four to zero and Baltimore being down twenty-one to six was night and day. Like Kansas City down 24 nothing. Patrick Mahomes is still rowdy, Patrick Mahomes is trying to rally up the guys, telling them one play, one play, you know, Andy Reid looked confident. But when Baltimore was down 21-6, I saw something in the coaches' faces, I'm like, oh, he looks a little hesitant. I saw Lamar Jackson's frustration on the sideline, I'm like, oh, Lamar you know, then you know some of the players' looks. Some of the look of the players was just like uh, they don't pop. They they know they're probably done. They're they're probably toasted. And then some of the fans, they, you know how the you know how the television screens get they, get, they get they get they get fan You know, they get the fans' reactions. And I was looking at some of the fans. I'm like, hmm. yeah, they 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 don't feel too confident. They don't feel too confident. But, I thought that was going to be just fine. I thought that was going to be just fine. But with Baltimore, I had, I, had, I had two questions about Lamar Jackson. Can he overcome situations or a crisis? Can you overcome a crisis? If you can make it through a crisis, I take you. And then, can he, over, can he, can he come back from a, a deficit, a two-possession deficit? Because the way how they play they're very they're, they're they're very run oriented everything the run sets up everything but when you're trailing two possessions or more it's kind of hard to rely on that running game because you got to score so it's kind of hard to rely on that running game that was my, and that was my question about Lamar and the Ravens offense you know can they overcome deficits and you know Trail, can they trail and come back and win? And can Lamar, as a quarterback, overcome situations and crises and, and obstacles? Because I like Lamar. Like I said, I like him, but he obviously has some tuning up to do. And I don't like when 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 guys when sports. You know, I like Kurt Warner a lot. I, I like Kurt Warner a lot. Great quarterback. But this is what Kurt Warner said. He said, amazing to me that a guy can tear up the league consistently for 16 games, doing things that never have been done before. But then after a losing playoff performance, people want to take shots at him. Pathetic. I don't think it's pathetic, and I don't think it's wrong that people are calling out Lamar Jackson. I mean, we do it all the time with LeBron. Anytime LeBron, we you know we rave about LeBron, but anytime LeBron doesn't have a great performance in a big game, we're like, "Uh, LeBron, LeBron didn't play great." And uh, and for, and for real, for real, I mean, LeBron's kind of he he's to me, if you ask me, he's 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 judged unfairly because the guy can have thirty-eight and eight, and we'll be like, "Yeah, LeBron didn't play well," and he had thirty-eight and eight. And I'm like, how the hell he didn't play well? But Lamar, and I know, and I know people are like, oh, Lamar had 500 yards. Well, no, no. Lamar, let me break this down f- to you guys as well. For, you people, for the people that says, oh, Lamar, Lamar had a lot of yards. First, you don't win games by yards. Second of all, in the first three quarters, Lamar threw for 219 yards, three turnovers, pass rating was a 47.2 and he had 76 rushing yards. Okay. Fourth quarter, he had 146 yards with a touchdown, 86 pass rating, 67 rush yards. By the fourth quarter, the game he was yeah, those were garbage yards. Those were garbage yards and garbage stats that he was picking up by by the fourth quarter. Those were, you know, Tennessee was punting Tennessee went prevent. They they got in the zone. Lamar was just picking apart the zone. Lamar almost had he almost had more yards in the fourth quarter than he did in the first three quarters. Those are garbage yards. So don't give me that crap where he's oh yeah look at the yardage. You don't win playoff games like that. You win playoff games by execution, uh, red red zone efficiency, getting stops, third down conversions. You don't win playoff games by by just simply oh uh, yards. Look at this yard. Who gives a damn about his yards? Who cares? A, 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 f- a third of those yards came in the fourth quarter. Who cares about his yards? Who cares? A third of those a third of those yards, almost half of those yards, came in the fourth quarter. Where Tennessee was just sitting back in the zone like, okay, there you go, Lamar. You're not going to beat us over the top. That's all it was. And I think, it's, I think it's easier to limit Lamar. Now, I don't think every team could do it. Like Lamar, he's not going to look like, he's not going to get, Lamar's not going to get neutralized every game. He's not going to get neutralized every possession or every half. But. It is easier, and coaches and GMs are going to look back at the tape and the film this, this, this offseason and be like, okay, we're going to uh, draft more athletic linebackers who can play more left to right and who can keep up with Lamar and his speed and his acceleration. And with Mahomes, it's like, uh, yeah, we can't stop that. You can't stop that. And I think Lamar, as he gets better as a passer, I think he would, I think as Lamar get better as a passer, and as a down-the-field passer, I think he would then progress. He'll pro- progress as a quarterback, and he'll get better. It's year two. Well, I mean, you shouldn't, I mean, Kurt Warner, you shouldn't say it's pathetic for, for the media to be critiquing Lamar. Didn't have a great game, didn't play well. This is not the first time that he's been in the playoffs at home where he didn't play well. This is the second time, the second year in a second year in a row where he's been in the postseason and he hasn't played as well as he's had like he, like he's had in the regular season. That's all. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be pathetic because we're, we're critiquing him and criticizing him. We, <laughs> how does that make us pathetic? We 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 praise you. But this is the whole thing. This is what the media does. We praise you when when you're playing good. Then we don't have such a great game. We we critique you a little. We say, hey, Lamar could do better at that and that, and he'd be fine. Nobody's saying, oh, my God, we hate Lamar. Nobody's nobody's saying that. We're just simply saying Lamar has to get better in certain areas because defensive coordinators, coaches, and GMs are going to go this offseason, look at film, and say, okay, we need to draft we need to drive more athletic linebackers that can go more left to right, that, that's, that, that's, that has a lot of agility, that has more agility, agility than, than most linebackers, to keep up with Lamar. And, and like I said, as Lamar progressed as a passer, he would then get better as a quarterback. A lot of Lamar completions come in the middle of the field. Tennessee, Tennessee, I don't know if you guys are watching the game closely or this close, but Tennessee was stacking the middle. They was making sure they was trying their best. They were trying as best as possible to keep a lot of throws outside of the middle, out of the middle, out of the middle of the field because that's where a lot of Lamar Jackson's completions come from. But on the boundaries, on the sidelines, he has to get better at making those throws. That's all. He has to get better at making those throws because, like Tennessee did, they took away the middle, and they're like, okay, beat us down the field with making sideline throws, pinpoint accuracy passes, and he couldn't do it. Who cares about how many yards? Okay, he he had 500 yards. 250 of those came in the fourth quarter. 250 of those came in the fourth quarter, so who cares about yards? That, that that doesn't win you playoff games. He still lost. So that's my take on the Ravens. Um great output. Great output by Tennessee. Tennessee's really good. They're hot. They're smoking. Um Baltimore, they'd be fine. I think they'd be fine. You know, Lamar, this doesn't mean Lamar is a bust or Lamar, you know, it, he's a good talent. He's a he's a unique ta- he's a unique talent. Um still got some some clinks, some tinks that he can make. Um, as far as a quarterback and and throwing, but he'd be fine. He's the MVP. He's gonna be worth a lot of money. I, I don't get it when 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 the when the other media members say, "Hey, we can't criticize these guys." Why the hell can't we? He's a is mil- gonna be after this year. Lamar's gonna be worth a hundred hundred fifty million dollars. He's gonna have big bucks. He's a millionaire. Who cares? He doesn't, he, Lamar's not worried about that. Lamar is going to get better. He's going to go in the gym. He's going to go in the field. He's going to go in the lab. And he's going to get better at the, at, he's going to get better in areas he needs to improve. Th- th- these guys are millionaires. Lamar Jackson's going to be worth, a, he's going to be worth every bit of $100 million to $150 million this year. After this season. Who cares? Who cares? Why can't why now can't we criticize him? This guy making hundred hundred millions of dollars. Why can't we criticize him? He just gets paid to play. He just gets paid to play. Didn't play well. We talk about him. He plays well. We talk good about him. Simple as that. That's what the media is for. That's just what the media is for. I'm sure a lot of people. A lot of people don't like is said about them, but he had a head-scratching performance, that's what we're going to talk about, simple as that, now I want to move on to Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, so Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, yes, yes, they did win, they did win, and it's not that I don't respect Green Bay, I, I've given respect to Green Bay, um, the Packer fans probably wouldn't agree, but I've given a lot of respect to Green Bay. Um, I, I think they're good, but don't don't no, don't get this mistaken. I think they're I think they're good offensively. They, like I said, they're really limited offensively and defensively. You know, they they did a good job for the most part with Russell Wilson in the mainly in the first half. But in the second half, Russell was hot. Uh Green Bay's lucky that they didn't give that ball back to Seattle. They they are lucky they didn't give that ball back to Russell Wilson cuz Russell Wilson was hot. He got he got hot real quick in the second half and that's my that's been my problem with Green Bay as well. Third quarter wise, defensively, it's like they drop off. When they play when they play a good half of football, or a good first half of football defensively, it's like teams offensive Offenses, uh, opposing offenses come out and make adjustments, and they just fall off in the third quarter. But with, with Green Bay, let me, let me just say this. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks like Mark Sanchez and Blake Bortles who's gotten to, the NS, who's gotten to conference championship games, AFC championship games. I've seen a lot of those quarterbacks. Not saying Aaron Rodgers is Blake Bortles and Mark Sanchez by any means. Hell no. He, he he's 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 light years better than those guys. Aaron Rodgers is nowhere near Blake Bortles and Mark Sanchez. Aaron Rodgers is clearly superior than Mark Sanchez and Blake Bortles. So don't get that mistaken. But I've seen a lot of okay teams get to the. Conference championship game. I think with Green Bay, with the with, with the division that they played in, where Chicago was full of themselves, and for some reason they have trusted Mitch Trubisky. Don't get why. Uh, Detroit Matthew Stafford got hurt and lost a lot of close games. Was they were not Detroit was not good at closing out games, and then Minnesota. I mean they're good. They're well-coached, but they have Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is, we know, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's going to continue to be Kirk Cousins. We know. So Packers had the benefit of their division not being really good this year, not being that good this year. Um, Who else did we have? Green Bay, easy schedule. Not... Schedule wasn't wasn't rigorous. Third place schedule. That schedule was not rigorous at all. And then they had they locked up home for the advantage. So you get you get a playoff game at Lambeau. Your division was crap this year, and your schedule wasn't that good or wasn't that challenging. Green Bay caught a break. Green break quarter break. I think I think they're a good team. Don't get me wrong, I think they're a good team. I think finally they have gotten they have gotten they have gotten better and improved defensively, but that's because they got better personnel defensively. They got they got a bet especially in the front seven, they got a bet they have they have they have better personnel. They have a good personnel in the front seven, and Mike Patton is a good is a good defensive coordinator, one of the best defensive coordinators in football. So if you put the combination of those two elements, then yeah, the they, the the Packers have gotten better. Um, excuse, the Packers have gotten better defensively, but I still, they're still limited offensively. You know, they run the ball with Aaron Jones, um, and Aaron Rodgers literally throws to one guy, like Patrick Mahomes. He throws to three and four wide receivers and Travis Kelsey. This guy, Aaron Rodgers, trusts one guy, Devontae Adams. And I, I, couldn't save, I couldn't save my life. I couldn't understand to save my life why Seattle didn't double cover um, Devontae Adams. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or try something to stop him. Bracket him at least. I don't know what they did or what they were thinking. But Aaron Rodgers throws the one guy. They're going against get San Francisco. I love San Francisco. Like Green Bay. I'm going to give Green Bay a chance. But the only reason why I'm giving Green Bay a chance is because Aaron Rodgers. That's the only That's the only reason why I'm giving them a chance. I like Green Bay. I like the 49ers. But first, I'm not going to tell you guys my pick until uh, later in the week. But Green Bay, I think they're a good team. But they don't say great. They don't say they, they, they don't look like a great team. You know, they caught a break in the post. They caught a break last night with Seattle being having a lot of injuries. Um, and Seattle's defensive, you know, defense being hit or miss at times, like it showed last night. But this Green Bay team, it's good. But I've seen a lot of good teams make it to the AFC title game. So, not real impressed. I've seen Andrew Luck Curry bad Indianapolis teams to the AFC Championship game. Blake Bortles led the Jaguars a few years ago to the AFC Championship game. Mark Sanchez went to two AFC Championship games. So, not saying, you know, not saying Aaron Rodgers is those guys. But, I've seen a lot of good teams. Not great. I've seen some good teams make it to the conference title game. I'll be back for the next segment. We're going to go into college. Well, we're going to talk about the 49ers a little bit and then college football. See you guys on the next side. Okay, so, um, national title game tonight. Uh, LSU, Clemson versus LSU. You know, you guys all know I'm big on Clemson. I love Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm gonna pick Clemson tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Clemson tonight to win. Let me tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I put, I picked Clemson tonight to win. First, Clemson. I feel like Clemson, they've been battle tested. Both teams have been battle tested, but I feel like Clemson needed to be battle tested. Uh, you know, they're, They played in the ACC. We all know how weak the ACC is. I think Clemson, with them being battle-tested, I think that is going to be an advantage for them tonight because they have played Ohio State. Ohio State has nothing but NFL-type guys on on their team, on defense and offense. uh, Clemson was able to withstand... Ohio State's knockout punch. They were able to withstand that in the first quarter. They battled through. After the first quarter, Clemson really dominated the game. They really controlled the game. They played and did what they wanted to do. So I think for them, Clemson was battle tested. That's what they needed. I think they'd be well prepared for LSU tonight. Second, Clemson was a five and a half five and a five and a half point underdog last year against Alabama. We all know how that went. Clemson blew out Alabama by 30. Um, Also, LSU, I I, I love Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. He's been playing well. He's had a great year, phenomenal year. But he has not played a top-10 pass defense all year. LSU, Joe Burrow has not played a top-10 defense, a top-10 pass defense all year long. Guess what? Clemson's ranked number one in pass defense. So I think Clemson's secondary will be able to do and get the job done tonight. Clemson will be able to get the job done tonight in the passing game. Now, uh, with, with the, the the quarterback and coach duo, you guys all know I place a lot of onus on coaching and quarterback play. I think Clemson has the best. Quarterback and coach duo. I think they have the best quarterback coach duo in the nation. Um, 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 Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney has been in a lot of big games. He has played in a lot of big games. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, twenty-five and old as a starter. Trevor Lawrence never lost as a starter. I don't think he takes an L in the L Um And Trevor Lawrence is a generational type talent. We all know how good he is. I, 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 I've been saying it for a long time. This guy, Trevor Lawrence, is the best, probably the best college prospect. John Elway. I, I, I'm, I'm, that's how good the guy is, and you're gonna see tonight. So I think Clemson has the best coach and quarterback duo when it comes to when it comes to LSU and Joe Burrow and Ad Orgeron. I give the a- both Sweeney and Trevor Lawrence. And lastly, I don't trust LSU's defense. Out of the since, they, since we've been doing the college football playoff, the the none of the 8 champions have been ranked as poorly in scoring defense than LSU this year. Nobody, no champion of this college football playoff has been has been worse in scoring defense out of uh, all these years. All these years. So I think that's going to be the edge. Clemson, and guess what? Five out of the eight champions have the number one scoring defense in the nation. And guess what? Clemson has the number one scoring defense in, in, in college football. I think Clemson wins tonight. I'm going to go with a score of, let's see, 34-30. I think Clemson wins 34 to 30. I like LSU. They're very explosive. Um they're 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 really good to watch. I, I enjoy watching them play, but I have too much love. I like Clemson. Um I like Dabo. Dabo's the best coach in the nation. And Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the nation. Um he, he he's a generational type talent. Um uh, we're gonna be talking about him in the next few years. He's really good. Um he you you think Mahomes is something. Trevor Lawrence is amazing. Um, so I want to get into uh, also lastly, I want to go talk about the forty I didn't talk about the forty ers everybody not been i 've been raving about the forty ers since the beginning of the season I said hey that 49er defense that front seven is going to be legit. love the front seven absolutely love the front seven. I love what they 're giving what they're, what they've been doing they're now healthy now with the front seven with the front seven being healthy now. I think the 49ers are, dang, are more dangerous than ever. They're more dangerous than ever. Uh, that performance that they put on against Minnesota, that defense looked like early on in the season. Like the first six weeks, that how they were playing. Uh, now, middle down the stretch of the season, well, in the middle of the season, around November you know, late October, that's when guys started to get hurt. Uh, and that's when their defense obviously took a step back. But now guys are getting back healthy. They have their full squad now on defense. I love what I saw from the 49ers. I mean, to be honest, if you were telling me, hey, who is your Super Bowl pick today? If you were to ask me that, I would have to, I would have to pick the 49ers. Um, they're, 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 they're the most complete team. They, 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 they're defensively in the front seven. The front seven is young. And this is what I think about the 49ers. If you, don't, if you guys don't follow the Isaiah, the Isaiah Kit podcast on Instagram, follow me. Because after the, after the conclusion of the game, I went on and post and I said, hey, this 49er team has the ability to be good for years. I told you guys in the first segment, I'm not going to just come on here and just state the obvious every anybody everybody can just state the obvious. Okay, the 49ers are good, but give me more. I know you guys want more. The 49ers are built to last. They're built to to be dominant and good for years to come. They have a front, they have a young front 7. Their front 7 is young. They got a nice secondary. They have two good offensive tackles, a star fullback, and a superstar tight end paired with a solid quarterback and also a young, intelligent coach in Kyle Shanahan. I think he's the, I think he's one of the brightest minds in football and the best young co- coach in football. So you pair all of those things together, this is why I think the 49ers are going to be good for years to come. Anybody can just say, oh, yeah, the 49ers are good. Anybody can say that. But I... Good for years. I think the 49ers are gonna be good for years to come. Cause they have the ingredients, they have the sprinklings to do so. They have they have all the pieces pulling for them to be good for years. Smart front smart front office, smart and good head coach, a solid quarterback, offense. they got two like really good offensive tackles, young front seven, nice run game. With a superstar tight end and a superstar fullback, they're built to be good for years. I, think, I, I really do think this team is built to be good for years. I enjoy watching them play. Um, the 49ers, I told you, I, I, they were my Super Bowl dark horse um, in the beginning of the season. When I did my season preview, they were my Super Bowl dark horse because of their, their defense. I thought their defense was well improved. And I thought last year Kyle Shanahan was able to score points. He was able Kyle Shanahan was able to score points without Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he scored points and put he was putting up points and numbers with CJ Befford. So I was like, just imagine if he gets a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. They're gonna be just fine. And that's what I like. About the 49ers, that is what I like. Uh, they're great, and this this defense. Um, now I don't want to get too carried away, but this defense it, it's certainly up there with some of the best defenses of all time. Now, when you go back and look at some at some older defenses like the Raiders or the 2000, like you have you when you go back that far. Or those 70 Steelers teams. When you go back that far. Obviously the, 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 the numbers are not going to be equal. Because in today's game. The, the players are much more athletic. Much more skilled. Quarterbacks. Um, they, the, quarter, the quarterbacks just don't sit in the pocket. Like quarterbacks nowadays move. They're mobile. Offensive innovations. And offensive creativity. Has gone to heights we've never seen. And points. That's all, that's all, and it's it's much harder to defend nowadays with the rule changes and you know what the NFL is looking for as far as defensive holding and defensive pass interference. It's 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 changed a lot. So obviously the numbers and the stats you know compared with the today's forty ers and the seventy Steelers or the eighty five Bears, obviously those numbers. Are going to be a little skewed because back in the five, you the quarterback would just drop back, sit back there. No, no quarterbacks weren't as mobile. Offense, the offenses wasn't as uh wasn't as creative and innovative and so sophisticated. The off- the offenses weren't that sophisticated and 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 so complex and so creative. In 1985 or in the 70s, it just wasn't. It just wasn't, and obviously the after- better and their spin, the thin, after- the especially the quarterback position. But this, as far as the talent and the intensity that this 49ers play with, this 49ers defense play with, it's amazing to see. I I, I enjoy watching it, and it's amazing to see to see them play with so much intensity. Um. It it is it's, it's they they are they are good. This that they they're really good. I I I enjoy watching them. 49ers, I enjoy watching them. They um <laughs> they're my Super Bowl. If you ask me today, who's your Super Bowl pick? That would be my Super Bowl pick. Um, because they, they're balanced. They you know, and I, I don't like when people say, "Oh, we all we we just gotta see what Jimmy Garoppolo does." The Giants didn't need Phil Sims to put up big numbers. The 49ers, some years, didn't need Joe Montana to, to, to put up filthy numbers. When you can run the ball effectively and your defense is good, you don't need Jimmy Garoppolo to throw for 450 yards and four touchdowns. You don't need Jimmy Garoppolo to be Patrick Mahomes. You just need Jimmy Garoppolo to be Jimmy Garoppolo and do enough to win. You know the Giants didn't need Phil Simms to 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 throw five touchdowns to get them over the top. No, they had a get good coach. They didn't need Phil Simms to throw thirty-five touchdowns. And I I, I just don't like when they say, oh, we just got to see what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Jimmy Garoppolo will be just fine any every you realize anytime they say that with or any media member say that with Jimmy Garoppolo or a fan says it it's like really have you not been watching this year there's been games this year where the 49ers defense has up the par or they've been injured or or the running game is not as effective and Jimmy Garoppolo has come up and shown up in big moments so please stop with the oh Jimmy Garoppolo has to show up we we just all got to see what Jimmy's going to do No, the hell we don't. He doesn't need to put up 400 yards and five touchdowns every week. He doesn't need to do that. He has has a good supporting cast. What's wrong with having a good supporting cast? But I like it. Um, Like I said, we've got the national title game tonight. um, Be tuned in. That's going to be a great game. We have had some great days of football. We're going to cap it off tonight with the national title game, Clemson and LSU. Boy, oh Lord, I cannot wait, but thank you guys for listening, I'm gone, peace, adios, amigos, always remember, two choices, one decision, you guys have so many options and choices to be here, and to listen, and to pick my podcast, or my, you know, whatever you want to call it, my podcast, like, You guys had so many options laid out, but you guys chose me. So thank you. That's sincerely thank you for choosing me. Remember, two choices, one decision. I'm gone. Peace. Thank you guys for listening. I'm done. That's